Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. For Londoners requiring an ambulance until midnight on Wednesday for emergencies such as broken bones or a stroke or heart attack deemed to be non-life-threatening, President of the Royal College of Emergency Medicine, Dr Adrian Boyle, says you'll need to get there under your own steam. Thousands of paramedics, technicians and call handlers follow nurses, taking to the picket lines in a long-running pay row. It comes as a YouGov survey finds 63% of Britons back the paramedics walking out from midday. Amid sustained pressure on 999 and 111 services, it's left eight English and Welsh NHS and ambulance trusts declaring critical incidents despite promises of what's described as life and limb cover agreements between the government and unions. Meanwhile, in the capital, London Ambulance Service calls this state of affairs a business continuity incident, with what it describes as high demand across our 999 and 111 services. So what's it all over? Well, unions are calling for NHS bosses to make right what's being described as a decade of lost earnings, which they say is a 13% pay cut in real terms. So what do the unions make of government claims that their industrial action is risking patient safety? It's actually quite insulting to our members and our NHS workers um, who get up, go to work every day and put patient safety first. They're the ones that are feeling physically prevented on a day-to-day basis from being able to do their jobs. That's GMB union leader Rachel Harrison speaking on BBC Breakfast. Association of Ambulance Chief Executives themselves report that the increasing number of handover delays and waiting times is leading to harm to patients and deaths. So that's happening when we're not on strike. The latest on this historic industrial action by paramedics happening for the first time in three decades. We're joined by Evening Standard political editor Nick Cecil. Nick, what are you reporting on Wednesday? The front page of the Evening Standard um, is advice from a very senior doctor, Dr Adrian Boyle, who is president of the Royal College of Emergency Medicine. And he was saying that in some cases, if you're with someone who's believed to have suffered a stroke and and possibly a a, a mild heart attack, then it may be best to drive them to hospital rather than wait for an ambulance, given that there's a 12-hour ambulance strike in London on Wednesday, starting at midday. This is for all cases, and and certainly the advice from the London Ambulance Service would would be um, to dial 999 if it's a life-threatening situation or or you think it's a life-threatening situation 
And then they will clinically assess all the cases. And um, in some cases, in life-threatening cases, they would send an ambulance. It's been the political impact so far for Rishi Sunak's government. And how do you assess public support? The government uh, are still currently digging in on this one. Health Secretary um, Steve Barclay was on the media around this morning. He got a quite a severe grilling about why the government isn't even willing to discuss pay with the nursing unions and the paramedic union. So the government, I think, is facing quite a tough battle on the health strike. So if you look at the polling, public is more supportive of the nurses and the paramedics than they are, for example, of the more militant RMT and the rail workers' strike. If the government digs in against the RMT, then that is a kind of a classic fight between a Tory government and a strong militant union. The public are, are definitely more favourable towards the nurses, so that there's a feeling that the government may have to give more ground to the health unions uh, eventually, but so far they're showing no signs of doing so. Their argument is that if we give pay rise, big pay rises, to the nurses. A, it's unaffordable and it risks um, creating an inflation spiral where if you raise wages, then prices also go up further and therefore the whole country continues to suffer from high inflation. That argument has been questioned by some experts, including the former Bank of England Deputy Governor John Gieve. He said there's not much evidence to suggest that increasing public sector wages fuels inflation. But he, he does say that actually there's a big question mark about how do you pay for these extra pay rises. And ultimately, it's down to either increasing taxes, borrowing more or cutting back on public services. How are Labour playing this? Well, Labour are sitting on the fence slightly. So they're very critical of the government. They're saying that, that basically the government should be talking to the unions, but they are not come up with any figures yet about what they would offer if they were in government and it's not really the role of the opposition to do that so much but certainly there, there's a feeling among some people that Sir Keir Starmer could actually outline a slightly clearer position on this. What's caused this issue with the health unions to come to a head like this? Certainly there's been criticism over many years that, that there's a, a, a lack of investment in public services in Britain. What has really brought it to, to a, a crux is, is this uh, sky-high inflation. So if you've got inflation at uh, more than 10%, which it currently is, then any pay pay rise of 3% is far below inflation, 4 5% equally so. So the reason why it's become such a big issue is because inflation has skyrocketed, uh, largely fueled by energy bills due to Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. But the other difficult argument for the government to make is that the government is saying that basically public sector workers need to accept these below inflation pay rises of maybe, let's say, 4% a year. In the private sector, pay rises are, are running at a higher level. So it's quite hard for the government to argue that public sector workers should shoulder more of the burden to keep inflation under control than private sector workers. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, Sunak's union's conundrum and why Britons are not optimistic about the new year. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Now to the picket line in Alton on Thames, and here's Stuart Fegan, GMB's senior organiser for South London and Surrey. We're here today supporting our um, ambulance members who are taking the first day of industrial action, the first for a generation. It's fair to say that none of them want to be here today, but quite frankly, they feel they have to make a stand against the effective real-term pay cuts they've received over the last. 12 years. He says public support's been overwhelming. I've been an official for the GMB for 25 years and I've never actually seen this level of public support for a group of striking workers. And we've had uh, members of the public dropping off food for uh, for our striking members today. It comes after Rishi Sunak was asked at the Commons Liaison Committee if he had a message for NHS workers striking or thinking of striking this Christmas. I've always been very clear in, in expressing my gratitude and, and admiration for our NHS workers and indeed our public sector workers across the world for the job that they do. I've acknowledged that it is difficult. It's difficult for everybody because inflation is where it is. Nick, are there any Conservative moderates keen to restart negotiations with the health unions? There are some MPs from actually all wings of the party, actually. So it's not necessarily those on the left of the Conservative Party, but some who are more traditional, possibly more right-wing. Some of them, not many, but are suggesting that actually the government should be talking to the unions more and trying to find a solution to the current crisis. But at this stage, that there are not many of them. Obviously, ultimately, this will be a battle of wills um, between the government and the unions. And the unions have made some mistakes, for example, Mick Lynch uh, decided to hold a rail strike over the Christmas period. That has gone down pretty badly with the public. And in these battles between unions and government, which side public opinion is on, it is often quite crucial. What else does the PM have on his plate into 2023? Well, certainly the big thing facing Rishi Sunak is still very much the cost of living crisis. And for many people, that's only going to get worse in the new year and, and running to the spring and summer, because there are lots of people who've been on fixed term more mortgages who will suddenly see their mortgages going up dramatically after the Bank of England raised uh, interest rates to try and control inflation. So there'll be millions of families across Britain um, and other households who will see their budget squeeze even further next year. A, a, a lot also depends on what happens uh, with Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. If that were to come to an end, then that, that would ease back on the high energy prices, although there's no sign of the Kremlin taking any steps to, to, to stop the bloodshed in Ukraine. Obviously, the strikes is is another very big issue because we're very much looking like we've got a winter discontent again. And with so many parts of Britain not functioning properly, um, Mr Sunak will really face the question sooner or later about who's actually running Britain. Finally, Nick, there's also this other story, a bit depressing, you're reporting on on Wednesday. Why is it so many Britons feel 2023 just isn't going to be a great year? I think it's very much um, that people are looking at the cost of living crisis and they're not seeing any sign that it's going to get immediately better. 
And the Evening Standard's pollster, Ipsos, had done a survey, which they do monthly. And it shows that seven out of 10 Britons expect the country's general economic conditions to get worse over the next 12 months. So it's um, not looking of a rosy picture at the moment, but hopefully come the spring and the summer, there might be signs of the economy picking up and, and brighter times ahead. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.